0: My name is Anthony P. Richards. I'm a pastor and I started this podcast channel to equip, encourage, inspire and challenge you to passionately live to your potential in Christ through the Word of God. For more information, you can go to my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Well, I'm so glad you are joining me for uh, another day as we go through the Bible and we're continuing our journey today through the book of Proverbs and we're going to be looking at the first half of Proverbs chapter four and I'm breaking these up because there's so much in the Proverbs because they're not uh, each proverb is not just covering one topic but there's multiple topics in each proverb uh, I, I, I want to give you bite-sized chunks uh and so I want to try and do that so we can get the most out of it and uh, you can enjoy these. If you haven't had a chance, as I always say, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Uh, my uh, Instagram page, AP Richards. Facebook, Anthony P. Richards. Uh, links are all in the description below. And I now have podcasts, audio podcasts on uh, all through Anchor. Uh, links again all in the description below. Uh, Apple Go- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify uh, it's on every platform. Like, comment, subscribe, and share to these so we can get the Word of God out. Don't ask you to do that because it's a benefit for me, but because I believe that this, the Bible can be a benefit to, to, to everybody who listens. So I don't think anybody's going to listen to this and be hurt by it. They're only going to be inspired, encouraged, equipped, and challenged to do what God has called them to do through what he wants to give them. So let's get into Proverbs chapter four, verse one. And uh, this is Solomon saying, hear my children, which is different. Remember he said up until now, my son, here he says, hear my children, the instruction of a father and give attention to no understanding. So previously he spoke as a father to a son and maybe he was speaking to him as, you know, you're the guy that's gonna inherit everything. Uh, so I need you, I need to make sure that you get this. But now he's he's broadening uh, the, the instruction to just children in general, because the instruction of a father is of great benefit to the benefit, uh, you know, for children. Uh, Alan P. Ross said, the home continues to be the prominent arena of learning as parents in turn pass on the traditions of their home. And of course, that can be positive and negative. If there's bad traditions, then they pass on bad traditions. And if there's good, then they pass on good. Uh, but it's still a, the, the most prominent area of learning is what happens in the home. He says, "Give attention to no understanding." Now that's an appeal to hear, uh, which I think comes from the fact that there we we know as parents there's a hesitancy in children to uh, listen to what we have to say as parents. Parents are often discouraged by a, a child's resistance to their wisdom instruction. You know, when you say to your child, "Look, just trust me. I learnt the hard way. I don't want you to have to do the same," but we have to speak. Uh, what we know and share our wisdom and it must come out of our heart. Otherwise, our children will understand that it's just cynical and it can't be a do as I say and not as I do approach. Verse two, for I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. So the father had confidence in what he was actually saying to his children. Uh, no doubt, because it was all based in in scriptures uh, that, that Solomon knew. And he had a confidence that he was speaking good doctrine. So he could then say to them, don't forsake my law, like the law that I follow, which is from the word of God. Verse three. When I was my father's son. Now, remember, this is Solomon talking about David. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother. Uh, Isn't it interesting that Solomon... Uh, tenderly remembered the lessons that David taught him. I think that says something about who David was. Remember David, mighty man of God, warrior, you know, the the fighter dude, the take on the Goliath, no challenges too big, didn't care, wasn't scared of anybody, but he tenderly instructed his son. Can you just imagine him sitting Solomon down and tenderly doing that? So you can be a manly man and tenderly instruct your children. Uh, and I think that's a special remembrance for any son or daughter. Um, that, you know, you could have the greatest king on earth and as your dad, and he still tenderly instructed you. Uh, Dwayne Garrett said this by recalling his own sol- uh, upbringing, uh, Solomon and citing his father David. The teacher here both identifies with the present struggles in his son's life because he'd said, I know what it's like to be the son because I remember my dad telling me this. And reinforces the paternal dignity of his words. These teachings have stood the test of time. So this is Solomon passing on, uh, wisdom that he gained from David. Isn't that amazing? We often maybe don't even give David credit for Proverbs. We think it's all Solomon. Solomon, just greatest. No, I I think David had a lot more to do with it than what we actually really realize. And he says, the only one in the sight of my mother. First Chronicles chapter three, verse five says that Bathsheba Had other sons through David, but Solomon was her special son. And God chose uh, Solomon to be the heir of the throne to Israel through Bathsheba. Now Bathsheba is, remember, you remember how you know Bathsheba and David uh you know managed to get together. It was not through the greatest of circumstances, and yet God redeemed that because David's heart was of forgiveness and repentance. Something that Solomon never learnt when it came to the, the sins of the flesh. Uh, which I think is very interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, let's move on to verse four. He also taught me, says Solomon, you know, my father David taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, exclamation point. Go and humble yourself, plead with your friend. Um give no sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. No. Uh, sorry, I jumped, I jumped, I turned two pages. You ever done that before? I was I was just thinking, that doesn't make any sense. So there you go. But I'm not gonna re-record it. It's you know, this is what happens to you and I when we read our Bibles together. Do not forget nor, nor turn away. So this is the uh this is verse Verse five here uh, four and five he, saw, he you know he taught me to retain my words, commands, uh, get wisdom, get understanding, do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. okay uh, interesting that Solomon's later fall was actually therefore a lot more blameworthy John Trapp says because he had been so piously educated. Uh, G. Campbell Morgan, those who receive from their parents direction in the fear of the Lord Jehovah have that for which to be perpetually thankful. They can never escape its power. It may be that they will ultimately reject its appeal, but the fact that they have received it will create for them a way of escape from evil through all life's pilgrimage. Let your heart retain my words. Before David spoke to Solomon, he he made sure that Solomon's heart was going to be receptive to what he was going to be taught. And that's part of our job, is to cultivate the hearts of our children. David didn't want his words to fall upon deaf ears or a hard heart, so he addressed this first. Charles Bridges plainly said, If the king of Israel, David, took the time to teach his children in this way, so should every father. Hear, hear. (laughs) Um, Actually, David Guzik said that, not Charles Bridges. Keep my commands and live. One of the ways that David cultivated this receptive heart was to communicate and teach his children the importance of his instruction. Uh, because the, the this the teaching that he was going to give them was going to faithfully communicate God's truth in the scripture, therefore obedience to the commands of his father meant you know either life or death for Solomon. and uh, Solomon wanted to pass this on to his children. So that's why he says, get wisdom. So now he's like, listen, it's a matter of life and death. So get wisdom. Whatever you do, get wisdom, get understanding. Before David gave him the actual words of wisdom, he said, you have to pursue wisdom, Solomon. And, and we could say that that is actually more important than any other particular piece of wisdom is the advice to make sure that we pursue wisdom. And it's one of the early lessons that we should learn. We should learn to value wisdom. We should pursue it. We should sacrifice whatever is required to sacrifice. And we should get un- uh, wisdom and we should get understanding. Now, Derek Kidner said, A blunt way of saying get wisdom is what it takes is not brains or opportunity, but decision. So, do you want it? And if you do, come and get it. Uh, Bruce Waltke explains the verb get, get wisdom, get understanding here and it has the sense to buy or to purchase. Uh, the Hebrew word is Qana, Q-A-N-A. And it means to acquire movable goods through a financial transaction. The idea is that wisdom is going to cost you something, but it's definitely worth it. There's a price to pay. Look, Warren Wisby said there's a price to pay if you want to know God's truth and you, and you want to obey it. It's going to cost you something. You, you're never going to be able to serve the Lord without sacrifice. But understand that God always honors sacrifice and anything he asks you to sacrifice is something that you don't need because he's asked you to sacrifice it to him. Uh, do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Once wisdom is pursued and, and once you've actually received it, then you've got to keep it, <laughs> uh, which is incredibly ironic that Solomon was not able to do that. Uh, Because it's possible to have wisdom for a time and then turn away from it later on. David Guzik. In this regard, we appreciate something of the irony and tragedy of Solomon's own life. King David taught him well and Solomon received the lessons, valuing wisdom so much that he asked for it above all things. Ironically and tragically late in life, Solomon did turn away from the path of wisdom. Even the best lessons can eventually be rejected. Verse 6. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Solomon continued in remembering what David had taught him. And David taught Solomon that if he remained on the path of wisdom and loved her, it would preserve and keep him safe. Uh, Alan P. Ross about why wisdom is called a feminine, uh, verb here. The teacher uses feminine verbs to promise protection and safety. Here we find wisdom personified as a woman, at first reading like a bride that is to be loved and embraced, but also having the qualities of an influential patron who can also protect. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the mama bear coming out. In uh, in ladies, and if you're a mother, then you know what that means. And many of you may actually be that, and good for you, protecting your children. Verse seven, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all your getting, get understanding. That, it, this is this is very blunt teaching here. David had communicated more than the facts of wisdom to Solomon. He wanted Solomon to love wisdom, value wisdom, honor wisdom. Uh, so many people value and honor, uh, you know, so many other things, material possessions as the principal thing. But Christians, you know, should, we should give a higher place to wisdom and valuing and loving and honoring that, uh, in your getting, get understanding. That's important. It's not just, it's not about just knowing things. It's about understanding. Uh, so many people know the Bible, but don't understand it. Uh, this is what Solomon was talking about that David had taught him. Let's go into verse 8 here. Exalt her. Exalt her. I love that. And she will promote you. She will bring you honour when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. The love and pursuit of wisdom is something that will be rewarded. And she, wisdom, is going to bring honour and an ornament. Early in his life, Solomon was very richly rewarded for his pursuit of wisdom. And Adam Clarke says this, A tiara, diadem or crown shall not be more honourable to the princely wearer than sound wisdom, true religion coupled with deep learning shall be to the Christian and the scholar. Verse 10. Hear, my son. And receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. Uh, interesting that Solomon's remembrance of what David taught him, um, in his instruction, uh, seems to have ended in verse nine. That he, like, you know, Solomon's had his period of reflection, uh, of this is what David now he's saying. Okay. So that's what I learned from, from my, my father David, verses one to nine. Now, now I want you to hear what I've got to say. <laughs> um, so he's speaking directly now to his son, reminding him of the importance. He lessons he's going to teach him. Your years will be many. Adam Clark, vice and intemperance impair the health and shorten the days of the wicked, while true religion, sobriety and temperance prolong them. It's very, it's very simple. We don't actually like that fact, uh, but it's very true and it's biblical that when you follow the pattern of God's word, uh, there are there are there are promises and 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 uh, opportunities for us to live our lives the way God wants us to live. Now that doesn't mean everybody who does this is going to live a long life. There's still going to be people who uh, you know, um, um, for whatever reason, God chooses to take home early to to heaven. But I do know that there are principles in Proverbs that we do need to apply to our life, and this is one of them. Verse eleven. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. You you get a, a sense here of Solomon um, was, I don't know, feeling some kind of satisfaction um, by fulfilling his duty to teach his son wisdom because that's what his dad did for him. And he's saying to his son, look, I hope this guides you into your future so that when you run, you won't stumble. David Guzik, parents often work hard to prepare their children to succeed in the world, to run well in the race of life. Without also working hard to impart God's wisdom to our children, we may set them to run, but we may also set them to stumble and to be hindered. So we need to set them up. For life, well, but we need to set them up to value, honor, and love God's word and wisdom. That's what we need to teach our children. Verse 12. When you walk, uh, your steps will be not be hindered. And when you run, you'll not stumble. Verse 13. I just read 12 again. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Um. Living according to wisdom, Alan P. Ross said this, living according to wisdom is like walking or running on a safe road, a course that will be free of obstacles so that progress will be certain. Bruce Waltke, a track is not a road that has come into existence without people already moving on it, but it is that on which and in which people move. The sun will be walking on an ancient and proved way. Solomon here emphasises the value that we should have for wisdom. We should regard the love and the pursuit of wisdom to be a life or death matter. Uh, And that's why you have to take a firm hold of wisdom because so much works against us to let go of her. Uh, Charles Bridges, final word. The animated exhortation to hold on to instruction shows that it is a struggle to retain our principles. Feeble indeed is our hold when we are only interested in wisdom because it is a novelty. So I'm going to end it there for today because I think, if I'm just being really honest, that some people treat proverbs like a novelty and they they're like oh yes I want wisdom but we only seem to often want wisdom at certain times of our lives and and it is something that we need to value honor cherish and love at all times and i want to encourage you don't treat it like a novelty oh so i love that we're going through proverbs this is so cool and then you totally forget uh and, and and in a month's time you're living as if you never read or studied the book of proverbs now these are Jewels that should adorn you like an ornament and you should never take them off your neck ever. And, and that's what the Bible says. And I want to really encourage you to do that, to make sure that you have the opportunity to allow these to become part of who you are, to help shape you the same way that Solomon wanted his son and all of his children to know so that they could have the very best that God has for them. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for a great day in your word today. I pray you'd just be a blessing to everybody. Lord, help these nuggets just seep into our hearts and stay there. Lord, let us wear them as ornaments around our neck, understanding that this is the way that you want us to live. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening. For more content, please don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Have a great day.